Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time, for these ladies giving up their morning to be here, most importantly because of you, Lord, and also to fellowship with other like-minded believers and to be encouraged in the word, maybe to be encouraged in a difficult time they're going through right now, Lord. And so we ask that we would be a blessing to all. We ask that you would bless this time in your word, even though it's going to be short today, and just continue to equip us for the ministry that you have for each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I know you guys all get mail in, in the in the mail. <laughs> you pick up your mail, and sometimes you'll see something that looks like it's a personal letter because it's written so nice, and you're like, oh, somebody wrote me a letter, and then it's just one of those computer-generated, they just want to buy your house or something. And um, it's such a disappointment. But when you get a real letter, and I've got a bunch of these, like, I love you moms, and all kinds of letters that I've gotten in the mail from our kids or from someone else. I have one in here that I got from our pastor's wife when we left the church there in Scottsdale like over 30 years ago, and she wrote this beautiful letter to us, and I still have it. And so I have a lot more than these, but letters are so, so precious, personal letters. I mean, um, obviously, texts are great, emails are great, but a real personal letter is such a treasure. So have you ever received a tangible letter that completely blessed you beyond measure? And like I said, I have several in here. I have one that I have from our second son, and I know I've told many of you this before, but for some reason, out of our four kids, I always used to say to him, who's mommy? And he'd say, Mommy's my favorite girl. He had to keep saying that. So I have one when he was in college, and he has, P.S., you're still my favorite girl. But I'm not anymore because he's married. But (laughs) that's okay. But um, it's just fun to have those to look back on. So they give us joy. So here we have some real personal letters from the Apostle John, written about A.D. 96. Church tradition and reputable scholars from the earliest days of Christianity have ascribed these letters to him, commonly believed to be the Apostle John, one of Jesus' chosen twelve, the son of Zebedee, and the disciple whom Jesus loved, of John's Gospel. Also, he was the youngest of the Apostles. He not only wrote these epistles, these three epistles that we're going to be studying this semester, but he also wrote the Gospel of John and also the book of Revelation, which we are studying on Sundays. So while writing 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, he was pastoring the church in Ephesus, which Paul had established. And it is believed he was born between 6 and 11 AD and died as as an old man sometime after AD 98 the only apostle to die peacefully. Not that his life was always peaceful, but he just happened to die peacefully. And it is also believed by reputable scholars that he wrote these letters, we will study, about 96 AD from Ephesus, which just a few years before he passed. Now, our workbook says 90 AD, and so if you start to research dates, you will find all kinds of information somewhat conflicting on his age and death whether he really wrote these letters, and on and on. And I did not want to get distracted with this because the bottom line is the Holy Spirit wrote these letters. And I'm going with the reputable scholars who have studied far more than I could ever do. And I'm just going to keep moving forward. So the Apostle John was exiled for his faith late in life to the island of Patmos, and that's in Revelation 1-9, 
And the Bible does not give us details on how the Apostle John died, but tradition does give us a little information on his life. He was arrested in Ephesus and faced martyrdom when his enemies threw him in a huge basin of boiling oil. However, John was miraculously delivered from death. The authorities then sentenced John to slave labor in the mines of Patmos. And so when he went on the island of Patmos and wrote the book of Revelation, he wasn't just sitting there with his pen, feather pen. Sometimes you see movies like that, and it looks like he's just having a good time. But on this island in the southern part of the Aegean Sea, John had a vision of Jesus Christ and wrote the prophetic book of Revelation. The apostle John was later freed, possibly due to old age, and he returned to what is now Turkey. He died in his old man sometime after AD 98, and as I said, the only apostle to die peacefully. The rest were martyred. The apostle John has written us these three letters we will be studying this semester to declare some things to us. So these letters are to be cherished and reread. We are to take these things to heart. They are called general epistles because they were not addressed to our particular church or individual, but they were intended for circulation among believers and circled around to all the churches in the area. And so we know God's word is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so we as believers are spoken to in these letters as well as those at, the, at that time. And just as a letter is addressed to you as personal, these can be taken very personally. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so these letters written long ago are still the same for us today. God's word is so pertinent to today. So open your Bibles to 1 John. We're just going to briefly go through some verses. So John is writing to believers. He shared all about Jesus in the gospel of John, but now he shares what it means to truly be a child of God. Not just a historical figure, he is God in human flesh, our savior. Next time, we're gonna be going verse by verse and have a good solid study for you. But for today, um, as we said, remember these, epistle le- these epistles or letters are addressed to you. So take them personally. And you will see the word you about 35 times in the New King James Version in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. So that is one repetitive word, and that's the one we're going to focus on today. Although, as you will see moving forward in your studies, that there are many repetitive words John will be sharing with us to make a point, to get us focused on important things. But today I'm going to Focus on the word you. So 1 John 1, 3, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And that declare there in verse 3 means to bring word or report, to to proclaim or to make known openly. So John is declaring to us, to you, in these letters, some amazing things about Jesus. And we're going to see these things throughout these letters, these epistles. 1 John 1, 4, And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. And joy is a calm delight or a gladness. It's different, as most of you know, than happiness. And the word of God gives us a calm delight and how we need it in a very dark world or maybe in a very dark time you're going through. We need that joy, that calm delight. 
First John chapter two, verse one, a my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And so we're going to be encouraged and admonished as we go through this semester. First John two, seven and eight brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you because the darkness is a passing away and the true light is already shining. First John two twelve. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. What a blessing to know that our sins are forgiven. First John two thirteen says, I write unto you fathers. You'll see it says, I write unto you young men. I write unto you little children. So we're going to be studying all of those as well. 1 John 2.26, these things that I have written unto you concerning them that seduce you. So we're going to have warnings in these chapters. 1 John 3.23, and this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. So that takes all the you's and puts them to we collectively. And what a beautiful commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And so this is a strong focus for our women's study. All of you use become we, and we have a unity. And that's what you're going to have in your small group, and hopefully as a corporate group, believing in the Lord, or maybe receiving the Lord for the first time, or helping one another grow in the Lord, and bearing one another's burdens, and loving one another through good times and bad. And so the you becomes we. 1 John 5.13, these things I have written to you, who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. And so we want to continue. We do not want to get off track in this dark world, which is pulling at all of us, pulling at our families, our children, our grandchildren. We want to stay on focus. So pretty much the bookends of 1 John, just 1 John, the chapter, give us clearly who Jesus is. And he will continue to be our focus as we go through these books. So 1 John 1, 1, I'm going to read that. And then I'm going to read 1 John 5, 20, kind of as the bookends of this first chapter. That which was from the beginning in 1 John 1, 1, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. So because Jesus is God's revelation of himself, he has a very special name, the word of life. And we're obviously going to be going deeper into that in our next study next time. But to know Jesus Christ is to know God. So if a person is wrong about Jesus Christ, he's wrong about God because Jesus is the final and complete revelation of God to men. And then the end in 1 John 520, it clearly reiterates who Jesus is. And I love this verse. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. I don't think it's any plainer than that. This is the true God and eternal life, Jesus. And in 2 John, we're going to be encouraged to walk in obedience and beware of deception. 
in third John, we're going to be giving examples of living both good and bad. And so I'm super excited, and I hope that you guys are too. That was a very brief overview, but we want you guys to get in your groups and get to know one another today and discuss some of the things that we have for you at the tables.